Hey there, folks, and welcome to the New Roads Podcast with myself, Jordan O'Donnell, where we combine the open road with open conversation. Over the next two months, I'll be traveling across America in a converted school bus with 17 people, spreading my novel Zoom Garden, shooting a documentary, and having conversations with friends and strangers alike. We will hit the streets of Nashville, Tucson, Spokane, Denver, Cleveland, and many more to see truly what our beautifully complicated America believes. Seems like each day we struggle more and more to talk to each other genuinely and find common ground. In these conversations, you will hear new perspectives, different ideas, and hopefully as you partake in this journey, learn about an America you never knew. So sit back in your car, living room, office, or perhaps a bus of your own, and follow us as we gallivant across the U.S., talking to people of all creeds, races, religions, and beliefs. This is New Roads with Jordan O'Donnell. Buckle up and enjoy these conversations. Jake Harris, welcome to the podcast. Good morrow, my friend. How goes it? Pretty good. How about you, mate? How's everything? How's life? How's uh, how's the good Lord treating you? <laughs> um, I'm here. I'm here. Um, we are out here at the farm. Uh, be you know at the very beginning of what will be the most legendary road trip of all time. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, running around like a chicken with my head cut off playing maintenance, man, listening to my angry music and banging the different parts of your vehicle, <laughs> uh, beefing it up a little bit. Adding some suspension. Adding some suspension to it. Shout out to Marlon for helping, uh, you know, make that happen, uh, earlier today, actually. Um, Marlon, the person, not the fish. Yes. Yes. Correct. Man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm here. I'm excited, uh, excited to be a part of this journey and this adventure. And, um, yeah, pretty stoked to see what transpires over the next two months or so. Um, been enjoying chatting it up with all the different, uh, people on the team so far. Um, and I guess, you know, throughout the course of this year conversation, we'll kind of dive into a little bit more about what it is, you know. I'm doing, you're doing, we're doing. What's happening in the world? Yeah, Yeah. what's happening in the world, exactly, because it is a wild time to be alive. It is, man. Absolute insanity right now. So take me through your background. How did Jake the Caveman Harris come to be sitting on a converted school bus in the middle of nowhere, Maryland, on a farm with 17 college interns? Yeah, so that's a great question. Wasn't always a caveman, although I carried many of the traits for most of my life. The caveman journey began a few years ago when I began growing out what, you know, is now recognized as like a 40-year-old beard. Yeah. Um, You know, common in many craft breweries around the world. Um, But yeah, so grew up in Richmond, uh, similarly to you. Um, You know, kind of a normal childhood. Well... Normal to an extent. I, you know, definitely enjoyed my childhood running around, you know, getting cuts and scrapes on my knees from palling around with my buddies, you know, building tree forts, building bike jumps and stuff throughout the neighborhood, especially on property that wasn't mine. Um, yeah, so 
eventually uh, would end up at Virginia Tech, where I went to study engineering, civil engineering, although there's not much civil about me, most would say. Oh, reckless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Living my life, man, as every as every person should. Um, but, yeah, and went there to wrestle as well. And, you know, as for those that don't know, that's kind of how I come to know you. Uh, mm. Jordan was through wrestling. A um, little background on that for the millions of fans out there. Um, Jordan's a few years older than me and uh, wrestled at a local high school. Um, near my own and um, he would go on to wrestle at Virginia Tech too for a stint of time Um, and then kind of through the grapevine through some mutual connections and whatnot he and I you know eventually linked up at Virginia Tech Um, and that's where our relationship was really birthed Um, but yeah man I spent uh, you know the first season trying to just make the roster didn't make it went partied my butt off for a while uh that got me into a little bit of trouble, not any legal trouble. The cops couldn't catch me. Um, and then uh, opted to go back out for the wrestling team. Um, sophomore year, made it, uh, would come through a series of events to quit. Um, you know, and that's all another story uh, in a right, nutshell. But right. And then after that, man, that's where I really began to flap my wings and fly like a pigeon. Um <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd want to consider myself a pigeon, especially after reading your book. <laughs> yeah, um, a little annoying, right? Yeah, they seem to be frauds. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Yeah, definitely annoying and uh, followers for sure, and that's for not sure. me, man. I'm a renegade yeah, of the a little, culture. Yeah, a little contrarian. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But, um, yeah, so kind of after the wrestling phase of my life, which, you know, wrestling for quite a bit of high school and beginning part of college was the ruler of my life. Um, almost my religion to a point. Um, but then after that, man, that's where I really kind of got freed up. Right. And, um, yeah, just, oh, got to crack my back a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Should have hired a chiropractor. Yeah, should have hired a chiropractor, but uh, Dylan will have to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mallory was doing some neck cracks last night, too. Might uh might need to get her on it. Yeah, exactly. But um, Get Rebecca to walk on your back. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll just get a couple people to tackle me. I'm sure something will crack. Yeah. Um, Something's got to give. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, man, and then, uh, you know, kind of in college, that's where I really started, you know, like most people, you know, they talk about finding themselves. That's where I started finding kind of my passion for doing something different. Um, right. You know, not kind of following the the corporate America white picket fence path. Um, which works for plenty of people. And right. I kind of quickly realized, especially once I started flapping my wings after quitting wrestling and really exploring the world and whatnot, that that just wasn't going to do it for me. Um, so why do you think that is? What what about you makes you contrarian? Yeah, gosh. Uh, I would say, for the most part, my life hasn't been you know filled with crazy tragedies or life-altering events. Um, you know, my... Uh, parents enabled me to grow up decently enough, you know, and um, whether I chose to wear my clothes when I was a little kid or not was my undertaking, um, <laughs> you know, but they, they put clothes on my back, food in my belly. Um, and so I don't think it was much of that. I think uh, a lot of it was kind of, you know, being exposed to a number of different things. I would say I've probably seen, maybe experienced more than the average 24-year-old by this point. And, um, you know, everybody watches 
movies, you know, for the most part, at least here in the U.S. And, right. um, you know, they hear about all these different people. And in the modern age, your access to just information is kind of unreal. And so, you know, kind of hearing about people doing things different, you know. And um, I think we all have dreams as a kid. I think some may argue I'm still a kid. And so <laughs> I don't think my dreams have necessarily died off yet. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, their dreams change or, you know, their idea of life changes. And I think... Mine, if anything, has just gotten a little bit more ridiculous. You know, the sky's the limit. Um, and if that's kind of the, I don't know, uh, approach that you take, I think a lot of doors open up. Um, failure for me, I think, is a little bit different. I think that's also um, one of the things that kind of leads to this contrarian trait, this more like renegade-style approach. Um, failure, I don't see, is this, like, life-hindering result of right. putting effort forward i think you know a lot of people talk about failure being a learning experience i definitely um you know would agree with that but on top of that you know when i look at the you know potential for failure and i'm like okay what would failure look like here a lot of times the result is not really all that bad it's like you know for this book tour for example right. if we completely fail you know we sell zero books from this point forward Okay, like, uh, yeah, whatever. you know, like, keep going. yeah, we keep going. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of people who I guess, you know, choose the comfort, you know, of the of the corporate job, you know, the knowledge of I will get a pay raise if I work X number of hours and stuff like that. I'm not super psyched on the corporate ladder to begin with. Um, especially when you're, you know, young and fresh and you're doing yeah. more work than the guy who's been there for 60 years. Right. You're like, brother, I've had more experience than you. Well, yeah, yeah but you, you don't seem to show it. Right. You got a supervisor that doesn't know how to open a PDF. Right. And, and <laughs> right. He's making like 150K. You're making 40. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I think it just kind of comes with this like renegade style that I think I've adopted. I don't think I was actually like super contrarian growing up. Right. I think it's, you know, as I've gone you know, through college and, you know, um, going on these different adventures and that sort of thing. And then also been exposed to just like more people on planet earth. That's when I'm kind of like, you know, there, you know, the world is my oyster. I'm not right. really sure what people mean by that, but, uh, for me, I think it means that there's just, you know, a world opportunity, you know, a world of opportunities out there and I'm just ready to see some of them grab the bull by the horn yeah. and cha-cha. Yeah, and I mean, you worked civil engineering for eight months, and there's nothing like a nine to five, or in your case, like a six to nine, that'll yeah, uh, yeah. make make you never want to do it again. For sure, man. And you know, I think civil engineering. I think it's something that I would like to incorporate in some of my like dreams or endeavors. You know, I would like to be involved with like urban planning to an extent, or you know, assistance in third world countries with development. Um, and that sort of thing. So on that front, like, you know, it's not a total lost cause. I haven't completely forsaken it, but as far as getting stoked on working for a, either a general contractor or a civil engineering firm for the next 40 years, that I don't think that's in my deck of cards. Dude, know? for sure. I sure hope not. For um, sure. And that but, seems to be like a pretty common theme amongst, you know, I think millennials, Gen Z, they kind of get ripped apart for, for not wanting to live to the standard of right. the baby boomers. But it's not necessarily a bad thing that no we sort of want to go in a different direction. But what do you think is kind of sparking that? You know, we had the baby boomer generation who 
basically is taking the nine to five because it provides right. the comfort and security of raising a family. And now we have a new generation that is not very focused on getting married, not very focused sure. on having a family and therefore a lot more focused on living life and kind of having these wild, crazy adventures. What do you think kind of created? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I definitely agree with, you know, kind of that picture you painted of like our current generation. I think, um, you know, there's a couple things that kind of play into it. One, I kind of already mentioned it, is like the access to information. There's so many yeah. more different opportunities that you can hear of. You can literally build a business in your room online. Right. You know, that wasn't a thing 20 years ago. Right. You know, um, just in our lifetime, we've seen the rise of the computer, you know, from like that janky desktop to an iphone right right you know which that is has, remarkable yeah the power <laughs> the power of houston during the yeah. first apollo launch yeah literally yeah. literally which is insane but i think like that also opens up the door um for people to have their eyes open to the different opportunities um also i think you know there's a lot of the good old boys per se which i've been around plenty of them you know um they're always saying they don't make them like they used to right. you know there's not as many of those like factory jobs in the U.S. Um, that people would join up with a union and work for, uh, you know, 30, 40 years. Right. Um, you know, and I think, gosh, there's there's just so many more opportunities. We, I think there's there was plenty of opportunities back in the day. I think just knowing about them is the difference. Right. Back in the day, you know, you kind of had to, like, read the newspaper or, you know, word of mouth in your local area. Now yeah. you can hop online and yeah. have access to five jillion different jobs yeah. in every corner of the planet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, you're literally in this position where with a click of a couple buttons, you can be learning about how to apply for FBI agent, like firefighter, air parachute jumper up right. in Alaska, oil man up in Alberta. Right. Like you could be literally, literally doing anything. Yeah. And then, I mean, all it's a matter of just clicking apply online and hopping on a plane and like that's it and i think it's actually i mean people people are almost getting anxious and uh, uh, just because their opportunity cost is so high <laughs> right like each person has basically a hundred lives they can live and they got to pick one life to choose from right and yeah. i think that's why you see so many people hopping around and doing different right. things too is like um gosh man we're asking people to choose what they want to do for the next 40 years at age right. 18 yeah it's kind Crazy. of insane, you know, ask me about what I think of college and it's totally different, you know, now that I've been through it, done that, um, already like kind of wanting a career change, right? you know, how am I supposed to know at 18? Um, I know over in Europe there, you know, if let's say you want to be an engineer, they start, you know, kind of putting you in classes more geared towards that. But the way that like the American education system is set up, they want to try to expose you to a bunch of different things. And that's why they require all these different electives and, right. and stuff Gen like that. And stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I really like the concept of some of these like smaller two-year technical schools. They're like, hey, you want to be a welder? Come on, we're going to put you in classes exclusively for welding. Right. You're going to get your certificates, and you're going to be you know, hooked up with a multitude of job opportunities at the end. But it's just different, you know? Right. Um, and I think you touched on a good point, too, of I think employers complain that the younger generations don't have the same level of loyalty to sure. – 
the company, but the company does not have the same level of loyalty to the people. Either. Definitely. I mean, there there is no full retirement anymore from, <laughs> right. from privatized companies. Like that's right. just, that's not a thing. Basically, you have to be working for the feds to <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, that yeah. full benefit, and then even that's worse than it used to be. So <laughs> right. it's kind of coming from both directions that there there really is nothing to entice someone to stay in a position for forty five years. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's, we're moving to a world where. It's going to become pretty normal for people to work a job for two years and then bounce around to something else. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. And I think like, you know, one of the last little tidbits I'll add is, you know, with social media and the Internet, you get exposed to people who are traveling around the world and they're doing it on, you know, the dime that they make while on the road. Right. You know, and so all those different things, it kind of like makes me sit here and think, well, shoot, man, you know, what's so different about these guys? And obviously, you know, like some of the you know, guys and girls out there doing it are wildly creative and more so than I in particular areas. But I think it's, you know, kind of for me, it's just finding that difference, you know, and or not finding the difference, but finding that niche area that I can get plugged into to kind of, you know, generate my own cash flow to be able to kind of live on the road and continue to explore and adventure. Yeah. Um, and really, I think it boils down to the theme of time versus money. Um, I value my time way more than I value money. Right. You know, um, you got people all the time that work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week for 40 years of their life for two weeks of paid vacation. The math doesn't add up to me. Not at all. I'd rather make 20 grand a year and have 80% more of my time back than the other way around. And, you know, right now the only thing like remotely holding me to like working some sort of full-time job is my student loans. Right. You know, once those are paid off, like, good luck finding me you know <laughs> i'm gonna be off doing doing something that something i really wild. have kind of been dreaming of that you know maybe i'm getting you know pennies on the dollar but i'm really enjoying what i'm doing and right. i got my time right time is valuable to me well i mean even seems like the student loans haven't really even stopped you now so you're obviously about to <laughs> sure. about to embark on this road trip we're on this bus converted this bus so you know how does how does this desire this goal this mission that we're on right now of this road trip this book everything that we're about to embark on how does that work into sort of the contrarian lifestyle and trying to get away from the nine to five yeah for sure we're trying to kind of expose a little bit about more about like our relationship because we've got a pretty personal one for those that don't know out there right um you know you and i have been kind of scheming up some world takeover-esque type things yeah. All right. All um right. for the last you know few years um, almost since the beginning of our relationship back in college. And um, I don't know, man. Right now I got an opportunity to, you know, link arm in arm with you. Uh, go for go for gold. Uh, shoot our shot. Um, you know, you've you finished up Zoom Garden. Um, you know, and while you were working on that, I had, you know, originally been working on a few of my own business ideas and then went and worked full time you know, to work on paying down the student loans. And then this opportunity arose, you know, once you were nearing the finish line. And I was like, dang, dude, you know, I still have student loans, but no way am I missing this tour around the country. Um, Not just for the tour around the country. You know, I've definitely traveled a good bit, but also to be able to just help out a friend. You know, I I, my friends are very near and dear to me. Um, And so I was like, frick, dude, I got to hop on this thing with Jordan and, you know, put all my eggs into this basket. And the other thing is it's, it's the risk reward potential payout, you know, like there's a potential if this goes well enough, then, you know, I can, 
maybe make do by just getting a part-time job where I have all my time back. Right. Or maybe I don't at all and we can reinvest, you know, monies into the next project. The monies, all the monies. The monies, yeah. The three monies we have. <laughs> so you're obviously, you're the tour manager of mm-hmm. this entire endeavor. So maybe explain a little bit to those who don't know about, you know, like what the heck is happening right now as we right, speak. Right. If anyone's not watching on YouTube, we're sitting on a bus with, uh, <laughs> two travel trailers around us on a farm in the middle of nowhere right uh we're about to embark in two to three days on seven week cross-country road trips so yeah yeah what what exactly is happening and how do you fit into that for sure yeah so uh i just like to make a general announcement the only reason i'm the tour manager is because i was the first one to hop on board i think there's (laughs) a couple people out here who have a lot more skill and are probably a lot more organized uh than myself uh, I'm the hype man. Right, um, for sure. <laughs> Head promoter, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely shamelessly yell in the middle of the street. <laughs> um, you know, with no shame. Right. It's shamelessly yelling. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, uh, like I said, you and I had been kind of working on a few different things. This is the first thing that was kind of coming closer to, you know, being full to fruition. Um, for us and uh, kind of in that you know we had already been working on the bus a little bit hadn't been going full bore unless in uh, until these last few months right. um, but you know basically yeah, the idea was you know you were going to continue writing I was going to work on student loans once I paid those off boom then I can put my time and energy into something else if you hadn't finished anything by that point but you were nearing the end of it so we said you said hey Jake we got the school bus that we're planning on using for you know, later projects, um, you know, North American and South American road trip tour podcast extravaganza, something along those lines. Yeah. And uh, you were like, dude, let's take a kind of a test roadie, um, which this is way bigger than a test. Yeah. Um, without, you know, and we haven't even studied. No. Uh, you know, we're <laughs> right. just out here. Right. Uh, there wasn't any materials to study. I mean, it's, the answer is always C. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, this has never happened. I right. Mean, it's, it's completely unprecedented. I think. You know, the business strategy that we have is completely created as we speak. I mean, is yeah. you know, authors authors take book tours uh, and they'll go like a couple people and just go to a couple <laughs> random bookstores. But right. we hired, you know, 20 interns and uh, right. got all of these different materials invested in everything. And we're just ready to rock and do the grassroots approach. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, essentially right now my role is uh, – right here on the farm is kind of Mr. Fix-It maintenance, man. Um, You know, just trying to get everything geared up for the tour itself. We're spending about a week, week and a half here, just uh, spending some time collecting all the interns, waiting for them to come into town. Um, And then also just getting acquainted with everything. Not everybody is, you know, super avid camper or outdoorsy person, let alone, you know, small space living, you know, type either so we're definitely trying to make some adjustments to that whole like lifestyle completely outside of the work side of things right um you know there's not a whole lot of internships where you're living with your quote-unquote bosses right um or employees or yeah or your fellow employees uh so it's definitely unique in that aspect alone um but yeah right now i think uh i know you've been running around uh trying to get with all the different teams that we have you know marketing team publicity team um media team just getting organized really because once we hit the road here in the next week there's kind of no looking back you know practice time is over right i mean it's just game time it's gonna be a sprint yeah exactly we won't really have a lot of time to slow down and make adjustments it's pretty much like all right can 
you know, Alan hold Jordan's legs out the window while he's making adjustment on the bus while I'm barreling <laughs> down the highway at, you know, 55 miles an hour. Right, right. Um, exactly. You know, so the the adjustments will be kind of made on the fly. But, yeah, right now, man, I think everybody's just trying to get organized, uh, getting more acquainted with each other on a relational level, um, and just, you know, having a good time while we have a little bit more of, a, like, a stable living situation, um, not necessarily on the road. We can spread out a little bit more, be a little bit more slack. Um, but, you know, uh, with, like, the living side of the situation, um, but very focused in – uh, dead set on getting geared up and organized for the actual business side of things. Here. Right. So what do you see as some of uh, the biggest challenges and potentially biggest rewards coming up in the next couple of weeks? For sure. So, I mean, obviously the, one of the no brainers is the coronavirus, yeah, um, which definitely. has, you know, been just kind of a lingering question ever since the beginning of, you know, the hiring process um, that you were spearheading there. Um, but nonetheless, I think that, you know, we've already put, the tour off, you know, quite a bit. Um, and I think that, you know, the team is well aware and educated in uh, the potential risks that we're taking um, by taking the tour. But I also think everybody is taking it very seriously as well. Um, so that's just one of the challenges and really just kind of like environmental conditions. I would, you know, cake that up to be that we just kind of have to be aware of as we're as we're tearing across the country. Um I think, man, you know, everybody's doing a great job living together. Um, but, you know, even the best of roommates, buttheads, yeah. um, you know, so I think over time, you know, we're just going to wear on each other a little bit, um, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think we're all going to emerge a little bit more resilient um, and definitely have just learned, you know, from each other, which I think is a beautiful thing in and of itself. Um, we're going to be able to pack a lot of life experiences into a couple a couple weeks. Um I think the speed of the trip has had to adjust a little bit just because of our time frame. We were originally looking at like closer to a 10 week tour and right. really we're looking at on the road for six. Um, so I think that's a little bit of a challenge and gosh, dude, I mean, we are taking some of the more difficult things to embark on, um, and smashing them all together, right. putting together a group of 20 people to organize is difficult. So we have that, uh, taking a road trip, with you know a bunch of people um that may or may not have like solid road trip experience difficult um starting a business in the middle of a pandemic difficult. <laughs> right yeah exactly so it's pretty writing much a like, book challenging we're like yo how many challenges can we put together in right. one and try to overcome them right um i don't know if i've heard of like a more obscure startup in my life oh for sure i think there's obscure ideas out there and obscure concepts that have done well, but like just the whole culture that we're, we're involved with and, you know, responsible for <laughs> carrying out, right. um, is one of the biggest challenges. Um, right. and I think, you know, kind of one of the last ones is, uh, man, getting your name out there, getting, you know, the buzz going is a hard thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it really just requires a lot of hard work, a lot of nose to the grindstone, um, changing up the approaches, seeing what works, what doesn't, failing quite a bit um, with just pitching people and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's just another challenge that we face. You know, I don't think anybody on our team is Instagram famous, you know, has like some wildly crazy, you right. know, famous uncle uh, or anything like that. So that's like just one of the things that we're kind of up against as well. I mean, we're right. starting from scratch. Um, but, 
Do I think we have a lot of things in our favor? Absolutely. I think there is a lot of planning that's gone into this. I think we have a lot of – I think everybody on the team is serious about their position. I don't see any one or two people kind of like trying to coast this thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we have an incredible team. I mean, I every, everybody is is – the best of the best. I mean, 300 applicants, 80 interviews, and we got the best 20. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. And I, I think everybody's taking it very seriously. And I mean, I have high aspirations for it. I think there's, there's a lot of challenges and a lot of things. Um, yeah, that we're going to have to overcome, but the beauty is it really is something that has literally never been done before. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it is so unique in that capacity and there's so much beauty in that. Yeah. Um, so what do you really see kind of, uh, you know, your message to America as we as we take this road trip amidst these kind of crazy, divided, polarized times? Uh, what's your what's your message to the people? What do you want to see kind of happen in the country? Yeah, man. Gosh, I over over the years, um, you know, the last four or five years specifically, once I've like grown on my own a little bit more and that sort of thing. Uh, I definitely become a little bit more apolitical um, in regards to um, where do I stand on everything and um, how am I going to invest my time and get involved. Uh, you know, I, I see all over Facebook and everything, everybody's like super gung-ho about their opinions um, and everything, which is cool. I would just love to see people being able to take those opinions and having real conversations as opposed to just putting their blast on Facebook or in right. a tweet. Um, I actually really enjoy having political discussions, um, but I'm not about to put my thoughts out there on Facebook for some kid I went to high school but never talked with to put me on blast. But yeah, ultimately, uh, I'm super excited for the tour. I'm super excited for uh, people to read the book. I'm curious to hear what everybody has to say about it. Well, most people, I don't know if I'll be psyched on everybody's opinions on it, but yeah, that's my own personal opinion, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, it's going to be one heck of an adventure for sure. Yeah. No, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited to, uh, you know, promote something that I believe in, uh, be a part of something epic and, uh, you know, ultimately support you. Yeah. <laughs> my brother. Heck yeah, brother. Yeah. All right, Jake Harris, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Jordan. Caveman out. Peace. Jake Harris, ladies and gentlemen.